Happy Red Monday to you. Uh, if you are so inclined, the Wall Street Journal did a lengthy story interview with Travis Kelsey. I'm paywalled out of the Wall Street Journal and that's annoying me. <laughs> but everybody's doing stories about the story. If you just kind of Google news his name, it's interesting to see what all the news outlets care about and what they're picking up out of it. But I mean, you could pay for, for the Wall Street Journal, but why would I do that? <laughs> why would I do that? Come on. I, uh, come on. This isn't. Do you pay for it? I pay for the New York Times. Oh, I don't need the New York Times. I need the Wall Street I'm Journal. I'm sorry. Uh, you know. <laughs> that doesn't help me. I, yeah, no, the answer is no. I do not pay for the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> what are you saying to me? I, don't, I, I, just, don't. I mean, I'm, I'm also not complaining about their paywalls. So. <laughs> <laughs> I usually can get past the New York Times. Uh, usually incognito things will get me. We'll get me through that, but the Wall Street Journal is smarter. So okay. anyway, yeah. you can take a look at stories if you would like to. But on a more serious note, uh, over the weekend, the temperature in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, what they're calling the apparent temperature, which I think we would call heat index, combination of temperature and humidity hit 138 degrees Fahrenheit in Reno. That was Friday. Over the weekend, uh, Taylor Swift did, She's her, her concert schedule has her doing this thing where it's three dates in every city. And so she's on this, the South American swing here for a bit. And so she was set to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And they had a fan then where it got so hot that this fan passed out and later died. Wow. Who was at the show? Cause of death has not been announced, but everyone at the show now is talking about how hot it was. And I saw like 130 degrees is what they thought it felt like in the stadium. Um, there is video out of Taylor Swift struggling to breathe as she is on stage running around and singing because of how hot it was. Yeah, and, and they're going after the concert organizers saying that they should have done a better job uh, of recognizing that they were bringing people into a dangerous situation. And I mean, with Taylor Swift herself, not only is it you know, a, a packed in concert environment where you've got just heat just radiating out of the place, but she's also one of the lights. And believe it, I mean, I don't care how far those things are over your head. If they're lighting the stage that much, that's raising the temperature where you are. Then you've got all those people that are packed out there person to person to person to person. And there's nowhere for the heat to escape. So I, I don't I, it, have they said whether they're going after Taylor Swift, too, because unfortunately she has the deepest pockets here. Well, we can talk about that, about who's responsible for that. Uh, the dad of the woman who died said organizers is the word he used in term if organizers are negligent that's who we're going after so she postponed the next show that's why she's not going to be at the game tonight because the show that was postponed from the weekend is now tonight who should be responsible here um part of the uh, responsibility is being thrown at the venue because they make rules about what you can bring in and they had rules about you not being able to bring water in with you to the point that Taylor Swift mentioned something about it when she was on stage yeah. and threw water bottles into the stands. The next night they brought in big fans. So they clearly knew how hot it was. Yeah. And I, I mean, it does there come a point at which you just call the thing off and you say, look, this can't happen. I mean, if the feels like temperature inside this place is going to be 130 degrees, people are going to die. And somebody did. Who should be responsible for that? Um, if you have been to outdoor concert festivals that have been hot, who makes who should be liable for that? Yeah. I mean, I, I get that the dad is upset and grieving. Is there someone here who was negligent? 
And is it Taylor Swift who has the ultimate decision on whether to call off the concert? Yeah, it, and uh, boy, that's that that's a rough. Or does she? Right. I guess is my question. That's, I I don't think so. Uh, I I think again, there are people there who can make that call that aren't the performer. She's paid to go out there and perform, so. I, I mean, that is kind of a conflict of interest. Now, you could make the case it's a conflict of interest either way because mm -hmm. the organizers will lose a boatload of money if they cancel that show. But you, you're putting people in that situation. And I know, I mean, before we even get there, let me forestall this one because I know where this one's going. That People are going to say, well, if she was having a problem with the heat, she being the one who died, then she should have gotten out of there. She should have left. Sometimes you can't, and you're in the middle of something like that. By the time you're feeling symptomatic, you'll be lucky if you can get to the end of your row. Yeah, I've also, you've also heard sometimes where people will go from not feeling well to suddenly being passed out on the floor. Like that will happen very quickly with heat exhaustion. So you don't know it and you don't have the time to get out of there. Someone asked, did the concert venue sell water? Yes, they sold it. I believe it was expensive. I mean, think about how much a bottle of water is when you go to a Chiefs game or when you go to a concert. So yes, they sold it, but they didn't let people bring water in. To the person that said, I heard the show had, yes, she then canceled the next night because of the heat. That's the show that she's doing yep. tonight. Right, yeah, the, the makeup, the make good. The makeup, yeah. Um, so again, for those of you that have been to some of the big outdoor, and it's been hot here for shows at Arrowhead and for some of the big festivals that we've got here. What do you do if, you know, and, and who should be responsible for that decision? And should the venue be letting you bring water in at that point instead of making you buy it for six or eight bucks a bottle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, boy, there, there's no good way out of this. And that's, that's the real problem. I mean, what you would hope is for some kind of foresight to be able to look at that forecast and say, this can't go on. Somebody at two o'clock in the afternoon looking at what's going to happen at seven o'clock at night going, there is no way we're packing people into this thing. Somebody's going to end up dead. And not only is somebody going to end up dead, I mean, for, for every unfortunate uh, you know, person like her who ended up dying of heat stroke, how many people do you think they had to treat? How many people maybe didn't go? Yeah. Because they were like, it's going to be Just too hot. I'm not going to be out, out there. Yeah. Um, so to your point, the weekend before, um, I cannot, somebody remembers where that show was the week. Uh, Buenos Aires was the weekend before. That was where they had all the rain. She canceled that show. Well, somebody made the decision to cancel that show because the city was underwater. So at some point, somebody looks at the weather and says, we can't have a performer on stage and 80,000 people in the stands for a show. Which, you know, again, responsible adult. Imagine that. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah as far as responsibility goes, I, well, how do you feel about it? I mean, as, as far as Taylor Swift herself, because if she walks off the stage, there's no show. I mean, I have feelings about waiting until a show starts. Before you cancel it, yeah. Adele got a lot of grief for canceling shows in Las Vegas 24 hours before. You know at noon what it's going to be like at 8 p.m. You can't cancel it at noon. The weekend before, was it LATAM? Somebody will know this. L-A-T-A-M. That's one of the big airlines in South America. They refunded. There were like It was such a big deal. There were so many people at that concert. And then with the rain, they refunded people's tickets that were supposed to go to the show okay. and then their travel plans were goofy. Like they had to stay longer cause she redid it on Sunday or Monday. 
So the financial part, if she was going to do the show anyway, a couple of days later, you're not losing money. I, I'm going to bring up something that I realize is peripheral to where we are, but I think it's an important piece of this when we're, again, talking about personal responsibility and you should know better, is remember that when Taylor Swift was here, one of the things we talked about the most was the price of the tickets. Mm-hmm. And there's there's going to be a lot involved in that as well. You're right. I'm sure there were people that did stay home. But, I mean, I can easily see somebody going, you know, that $345 or whatever that translates into in Brazilian currency that I spent to go to this show represents a month of my labor. I am not going to not go to this show because I, I've already spent the money for the tickets. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go see this show. And they will have no idea that you know, the, that something like this could end up costing them their lives or at least a significant portion of their health. So this is where I say it's on her because she's the one who just reached billionaire status. Yeah. And she's the one that can eat the cost of the tickets to one show and you refund everybody or whatever it is. But I feel like she eats the money there. She's Mm -hmm. the one that benefits PR wise from however this turns out or hurts PR wise from however it turns out. And as you were saying, I mean, they they did cancel the show the next night. Um, So even at that, you don't necessarily have to refund somebody. I mean, we always talk about the stuff that's written on the back of the ticket that nobody ever reads. And and one of those things is if you bought this ticket and we need to change the date of the show because of an act of God or whatever, tough, you can come back to the next show. We'll put on another show for you, but that's going to be at our discretion and it'll happen when we say it can. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. Ooh, this is a really good example that we're going to get from a call. I forgot about this. Uh, Phil has called us up at a KC Mo. Hey, Phil. Yeah, hi. Ooh. Say, uh, back in the summer, in August, we had the same thing happen here at that uh, the air show that was held out at New Century Airport. Yes. Yeah, like we talked about that. people that were overcome by heat there. Yeah. 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 And uh, during the summer, we had heat indexes here as high as 130 when we had the heat wave back in August. So, yeah, it's pretty brutal stuff when you're outdoors. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it can creep up on you. I mean, I can remember sometimes from living in Florida that you don't realize how bad it is because you're in the middle of something, you're distracted by other things, and then all of a sudden you're almost passed out from the heat. So, yeah, yeah um, it's a great example. Phil, thanks for bringing that one back up. Um, and the and the organizers of the air show did take some heat for that. Pardon the use of the term. Very nice. Um, yeah, it's a really great analogy. Should they have canceled it? Or should they have done more to keep people cool? Yeah. Um, you're the one, you know, you, you look at the forecast. Ultimately, you you make that decision. But is it on individuals? To yeah. make the call at least at that point yeah you can you probably didn't pay for air show tickets beforehand and even if you did we're not talking about that much of an expense right uh, we can keep going ken is next up out of olathe hey ken hey good afternoon so it, let me start it by saying you know one person dying is tragic however when you get 50 60 000 people together even if all of the weather was you know perfect Statistically, something could happen to somebody there, just like a Chiefs game or anything. And so I just I don't see how she can personally be held liable because of the weather conditions. Now, if all of a sudden, you know, 30, 40 people were, you know, passed away and and I mean, it was something tragic. But 
it was one person, again, tragic, one person out of that many, you know, thousands upon thousands of people. Um, I just think it would be hard to, to make a case that she is personally responsible for that. I, I agree with you about that. Let me let me take liability out of the mix for a minute, though. And let's just talk yeah. about responsible behavior. Um, if, yep. if, if it's you that they're all screaming to see, are you going out there on stage or are you saying, no, you know what, it's too hot, we're not doing this? Well, I mean, it's easy to, to Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Here. Absolutely. And, and, and to your point earlier, you know, how much actual say does the artist have um, and how much information do they have with all of the conditions, you know, I guess it's something where behind the scenes, well, the artist is boy. getting all the conditions and then they say, you know what, I know it's going to be hot. I'm doing it anyway. Maybe a different story, but we just, there's so much information we don't have here. You know what? You just brought sure. up another fantastic point, which, you know, which puts liability back into the mix. So if the organizers give the green light and she says no, she gets sued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 just a bad deal all the way around. But again, gosh, you know, you would hate to think that one person, because there are so many moving parts in orchestrating these events, that one person would be held liable, even though she's the wealthiest of all of them, obviously. Yeah. But right. you know, that's you know, just because she's the the performer and the wealthiest one. Um, Again, you have to know a lot more information to know what the accountability is there. You got it. Thank you, Ken. Thanks. Yep. Here's what I'm thinking about this is that perhaps I feel like Taylor Swift star that she is just has the ultimate power here and a lot of power, despite whatever's in contracts, which I get, you can't just throw out the window, but I guess I just feel like because she's such a big star and is doing this tour that's going forever and 80,000, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and just has so much power behind her that I feel like if she were to say to whoever she has to say it to, it's too hot. We can't do the show. Is the venue open Monday? We'll do it then. Who is going to say no? You're contract bound. Yeah. Um... And that's not a reason she can give. Like if, if she had said, we want to call off the show and somebody said, no, you can't. And somebody died. She's not going to go on Instagram and say, I was bound by a contract to do the show. <laughs> yeah. They were threatening to sue me if I yeah. did because so she's got a billion dollars. She could probably survive the lawsuit. Uh, and I'm sure she's got all kinds of insurance that wouldn't it wouldn't cost her a dime anyway. But if, if we back up a second, though, uh, and you go back to other places, I mean, there was the, the rap concert where the crushing deaths occurred a couple of years Travis ago. Travis Scott. Yes. Uh, and then yeah. there was the one back in the 70s at the Who concert in Cincinnati where a whole bunch of people were crushed to death as well. And you, so he's right. Uh in the in the respect that even if the weather is perfect, things can still go wrong that can cost a lot of people their lives. But things changed because of that. I mean, the Who concert especially, that was the, the beginning of the end of general admission concerts. They really did start to die mm -hmm. off after that. And now they're almost nowhere where you can just buy a ticket and go into an open floor because they know that kind of thing can happen. So is it are we going to see a situation now? where there will be a maximum temperature at which you can ha have an outdoor concert. I mean, don't we do that with other things? Boy, that's a, are there other things that we do that with? Um, school for some reason comes to mind. Yeah. Is there a certain point with school where school districts say, if it gets this cold or this hot all the time, we don't do school I and mean, we do that with other things. So why not an event like this that's outdoors? Yeah.
How do you know? How do you know where that line is, where it's now dangerous to be in a crowd? 913-586-7798. We'll take a break here. Still to come this hour, we have to talk about a couple of incidents with kids over the weekend. Uh, One that happened in a Walmart and another that happened with two kids just playing late last week. Get to those coming up here on KMBZ. You are texting in with all kinds of examples where something to do with the weather stops an event from happening. We were talking about the concert over the weekend where uh, we don't know exactly what the cause of death was, but we know that it was 130 degrees is what it felt like in uh, Brazil over the weekend. You had a fan that died. It was either right before the concert or at the beginning of the Taylor Swift concert. So we were just going through some of those. Yeah. And if you want to, if you've got an opinion on what happened here, how it could be avoided and I mean, just what the situation is, as you see it, by all means, get involved in the program. 913-586-7798. We'll go to Kansas City and say hi to Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, how are you guys? Doing fine. What's on your mind today? Uh, Just first off, I wanted to say I listen to you guys every day and I appreciate all the news and whatnot. Um, so I'm a Swifty, and on a fan page, all these Brazilian uh, fans were talking about what contributed on top of what we already know. Um, I don't know if you guys have already heard. They closed the vent. So um, there's a vent that goes from the concourse um, up to where the lights are. And they put a heavy, like a heavy screen, okay. and that helps ventilation because they didn't want people outside seeing the concert. Um, so, so, so they locked ahead. people into a hot box so that yes. nobody outside could hear. Yes, and so Brasilia or sorry, Brazil was ta- Brazilians were talking about you know how capitalist they are, and obviously we are too. Um, but nowhere in the United States and in the stadiums did they do that. And I'm sure you've heard that they didn't allow them to bring in water. And yeah. unlike us where we have floor seats they're all smashed together and can't go and get water mm-hmm. so i'm sure you saw that six different times taylor had her team giving water out and she herself yeah. you know threw it out and had her um business manager uh helping people with respirators and her team was getting in trouble by the workers for giving out water and as we know she changed brazilian law overnight that all of that has to be provided and the and the the sun circle that will go over people and whatnot. But that's it. That's just my two cents. That's unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for that information. Yeah, well, yeah. thanks, Thank Lindsay. You guys. Yeah, you got it. Take care, Lindsay. Uh, yeah, because we I mean, we mentioned the water a little while ago that she and her team were given out, uh, but had no idea that that was the case. If that's if that is the case, and I'm sure she's right about that, then it makes it much more clear who's responsible for this and who needs to pay for it. Yeah, when you talk about closing the vents oh. so that people outside can't hear. That lawsuit now is against the venue. Yep, big time. And it's going to be massive because you contributed to the heat building. And it's so people outside couldn't hear. (laughs) What the? Oh. Because I'm sure she didn't care about that. Yeah. Right? That's not her that cared. No, no, no. I mean, because she just got done with a stadium tour. Uh, You don't close the roof on Arrowhead. There isn't one. Unbelievable. Uh, Yeah. You all are chiming in with lightning uh, will sometimes affect, which I forgot about. That was, yeah, that was another thing that I was thinking about uh, when we were, I think it was Mike who called in earlier and we were talking, I was thinking about the times where the NFL has postponed games um, Mm -hmm. because there was a lightning storm coming in. I mean, you've got people in some cases that are sitting on metal seats 
Yeah, and you want to you yeah. want to sit out there watching a football game during a lightning storm? <laughs> I can't count how high that liability number would be. If you want in, 913-586-7798. We just had another story now um, that we just saw. You now have two instances of toddlers finding loaded guns in mom's purse and shooting them. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Okay, we have stories out of Indiana and Ohio. Uh, one was more... Uh, one was more worse. Hi, English degree. One was a lot worse than the other. Well done. Holy cow. Sound like uh, me. Brain, mouth sometimes don't always connect. Um, so one was a lot worse than the other. We'll talk about the one about, out of Ohio first because that was at a Walmart. The other one we just got out of Indiana, but it's it's a very similar start of loaded gun in mom's purse. Yeah, uh, and this story out of Waverly, Ohio, thankfully nobody was hurt, but, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this story up is because finally, when we have one of these awful things happen, exactly the right result came up. So a very short story out of uh, out of the Associated Press on this one. The Waverly Police Department said that a woman told officers who responded to a Walmart shortly after 11 a.m. on Thursday that her two-year-old boy, two-year-old boy, took her Taurus 9mm firearm from her purse and it went off. Bullet went into the ceiling of the store and the child was left with a minor injury to his forehead because it kicked back on him and knocked him in the brain. So uh, police said the woman whose name wasn't released, and this is my favorite part of the story, was taken into custody and charged in Pike County Court with endangering children. Well, hey, Ohio. Good job there. Can you teach the other 49 how to do that, how please? Um... Yeah, the boy was uh, taken to an urgent care facility. I think he's going to be okay. Released to the care of a guardian. We're, we're lacking a couple of details. Like, um, we've talked before, like, was the kid in a cart and the purse was sitting in the cart with the kid? That's which what, is sort of what you assume. That's what it sounds like. We, we can't say for sure, obviously, because that's not in the story. But if if the two-year-old was able to get at the person at the gun, then, yeah, it sounds like the two-year-old was sitting in the cart and the purse was either next to him or right behind him. So, again, eerily similar uh, we have a three-year-old then, and we can talk about both these stories then, who also found a loaded gun in mom's purse. In this case, they were at home. It was in a bedroom. This one ended horribly and shot his two-year-old brother to death after finding this gun. Was she arrested? Are we doing this right in Indiana? Or uh, do we know this yet? I don't. I don't think that has been. Case is under investigation. Yeah, I don't think there's nope. there's been a charge yet. Nope, it's a difficult reminder of the responsibility we all have as adults in properly securing firearms, devices, weapons, hands of children, but no arrest yet. No, and a statement uh, that came from the mayor of Gary, Indiana, a joint statement from Mary, uh, Mayor Jerome Prince and Gary Police Chief Anthony Titus said, and I quote, here we go. <clears throat> Our hearts and prayers go out to the loved ones of the two-year-old child who was so tragically taken from our community. We understand nothing we say will ease the pain these tragedies cause in our community. No, you're right about that. It won't. Um, but how about maybe, you know, doing your job? They reminded residents the police department offers free gun locks and said they will be ordering many more. Again, infuriating lack of detail here. Was the purse just sitting out on the bed? Was the purse hidden somewhere? 
for sure we know the gun was not put into any kind of gun safe with a lock on it. No. And, uh, yeah, in, in this case, unlike the case of the Walmart, we have a dead child. 913-586-7798. It's weird to have two cases like this, and I get that they're different. I get that one's at home and the other's in a store. What do you do if you're a woman and you carry a gun in your purse? What do you do when you're out in public like that? Do you, it, it, we talk about with men, keep it on them. You know, a lot of times they just keep it in a holster on them. Women, what do you do? Because if I had a gun in a purse, I would never put that purse down. You would always have, you'd have one of those shoulder bags, right? You just to always right. have it on you. Always, always within, within your control, within your grasp, and with, and with any luck, out of anyone else's. Yeah, where do you put it? Um, it, it just is scary to have two situations like this at the same time. And again, two years old was that first one. I don't know enough about guns, but women, if you carry one, how do we keep this from happening? The bedroom one's obvious, right? That's either she forgot it was in there, kids climbed up on top of a dresser, whatever, it wasn't secured. But when you're out in public and you want it for safety, and so you keep it close to you, I sort of feel like I asked this and then it's too obvious. Like, will you just keep it on you then and not accessible to your two-year-old? Yeah. Is there something else that you can do or three-year-old? Well, see, and, and that means you have, I mean, it goes back to that responsibility. Your responsibility by being the owner of that weapon is that you have to, if you decide to do that, if you decide to put it in a purse, you can't ever put that purse down, ever. You just can't. These kind of texts make me crazy. So we'll talk about this on the air because why not? Um, what what would arresting that mom and charging her do? She already lost the child and now she has to deal with that. Sure, let's take her away from the other child. She enabled a three-year-old boy to kill his brother. Yeah. That's why you punish it. I mean, you. what other crimes do you not want to punish so that parents aren't taken away from their other kids. Yeah, uh, I don't want that kid anywhere near her. She left her gun in a purse where a three-year-old could get it. What else is like? What else then <laughs> yeah, is she I gonna mean, do? She's gonna leave the stove on too, you know, and head out for a, for a weekend away. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I have no problem with that child never being in her presence again. Yeah, that makes me crazy. That's the same thing people say about how about hot car dust. Well, they didn't mean to do it, and so they already you're already punishing them enough because their child is gone. No, 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 you're not punishing them enough. Um, it's, yeah, what else are they doing recklessly in their household that would allow something like this to happen? I just I can't even. We'll go to the phones. Uh, Curtis is in Kansas City and up next with us. Hey, Curtis. Hey, how's it going? Great. Not bad. As far as I'm concerned, I, I'm a huge gun guy. I collect. I've got a, a decent amount and everything. I, I carry one most of the time. But as far as I'm concerned, these parents need to be locked up forever. Yeah. Why? Because they left a gun where a child could get to it. It sounds so simple, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I, we're, it's we're, very simple. We're with you. Uh, and, and what's it going to, I mean, we, we ask ourselves this a lot. What's it going to take to have people show the slightest amount of responsibility for themselves? I, I think the law, when it comes to many, many things, but uh, regardless, uh, just as far as this topic goes, we need harsher punishments. These people saying that, oh, well, I'm sure the mom feels bad enough. No. Lock her up for the rest of her life. Set an example. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Curtis, thank you. Um, thanks for the call. Uh, 
I mean, you're right. There's there's a two-year-old child who's never going to draw another breath because she couldn't be bothered to take the slightest amount of responsibility for herself. I want to talk about this text for a second. Somebody just said the gun should not be loaded. There should be a magazine with ammo in it, but there should not be one in the chamber. Somebody educate me okay. a little bit about whether that, to the person that wants to have it ready for self-protection, does that make sense? Yeah, I, I, I ask objectively because I don't know. Right, and and I mean, that, that seems to fall into the same category when we talk about trigger locks and uh, things like that where you can make a gun less accessible to anybody who isn't you. And that always is the argument that we get in return is, well, you've just taken the utility of my self-protection away because right. now you're making me go through all these steps. I'm going to be dead before the bad, you know, before I get to point anything at the bad guy. Which is why I don't carry one. It's exactly <laughs> the reason why I can't imagine Yeah, I, I, that, that my reflexes would be that fast. Sure. Exactly. And, and somebody isn't going to get the drop on you. That's kind of the, the falsehood behind the whole deal. But either way, we'll go to Ron and base her up next to see what he's thinking. Hey, Ron. Hello. Uh, I'm really sick of this happening. It makes me very mad. I'm tired of this happening. Yeah. You know, if there's some place for the kid to go to be taken care of, mom needs to go to jail for a week. And then mandatory gun safety handling course. This is ridiculous. You don't leave a loaded gun in your purse. If it was a torch, semi-automatic, there was a gun, there was a bullet in the tube. You don't need that. That's why the gun went off, because she's an idiot. I couldn't have put it better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ronnie. You know, they should put that on the police report. The gun went mm. off because the woman in question was a moron. Uh, you know, they, there, there should be a box for that on every police report for yeah. every crime that Is they... Is this person really stupid? Yes, no. Uh, yeah, somebody said it takes two seconds to go from unloaded to loaded. Okay. Okay. Just uh, somebody and, else said, keep it in a holster, and, never and, in your purse. And I don't disagree with, with that. You know, it takes two seconds to go from, I, I wouldn't be able to make that argument anyway, but be ready for the argument you're going to get in return, which is that's two seconds too long. I could be dead in two seconds, which is what always comes up. If you are enraged, if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. We'll wrap today's show next on KMBZ. Welcome back here. Dana Parks coming in about 10 minutes from right now. There was a bidding war between two would-be buyers. One's on the phone, <laughs> on speaker, I wonder, uh -huh. and the other is in the room, both bidding back and forth for a bottle of scotch. <laughs> Not just any bottle. <laughs> I, I, I lined this one up just for you. <laughs> uh -huh. This was serious. I saw this story and went, oh, yeah. Now, when we talk about a bottle of scotch, what we're talking about specifically in this case is a bottle of 1926 Macallan. Now, I don't know what that means because I don't know scotch, but uh, apparently among people who do, that is one of the rarest and most expensive bottles of whiskey that could ever hit the auction block. And in this case, it set a record for any bottle of spirit or wine sold at auction ever. That's according to the auction house uh, that, that was involved in this, which was Sotheby's, by the way. You might have already guessed. Uh, it was expected to raise between 750,000 and 1.2 million pounds. So I'm on the website for the auction uh -huh. to see how they describe. Because I'm asking myself, is it just the year that makes it worth so much? Is it just because it's 1926? Is that all? Could be, right? Sure. Um, 
after being aged in sherry casks for six decades, just 40 bottles of Macallan 1926 were bottled in 1986, representing the oldest Macallan vintage ever produced. They were not made available for purchase. Some were offered to the top clients. So that's probably part of it is that you were never able to buy this uh -huh. anywhere. It was just given out as a perk to some of the big clients. And it had, uh, the, even the label on the thing was specially designed by Italian painter Valerio Adami. I've never heard that name before, but it is really cool looking. What is the point of spending two and a half million dollars <laughs> on a bottle of something that you are never going to open? Yeah, right. You're never gonna open it. You're never gonna try it. Uh, You're it just going to possess it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, is it just to prove that you have that? Is it just to prove that you have that kind of money? And I, I can throw away two and a half million dollars on a bottle of whiskey. I don't care. It doesn't make any difference to me because if you're sitting on, a, you know, several billion dollars, then yeah, if, if that's your thing, then to put it up on your shelf and have a, like a lighted display and all of that mm -hmm. stuff around it. Okay. At that point, it's just art. Yes. Right? You're not buying it to enjoy the thing. You're not, you're not buying the thing that you spent a lot of money on, which is what's in the bottle. You are not getting to appreciate it all. Do, it, I don't know how to ask this. Um, does whiskey do anything like what wine does when it gets corked? No, because the alcohol content is too high. That's what I thought. Yeah, there's so, not enough sugar in there left because it's all been distilled into alcohol. It's not so, affected by oxygen. You can. That's why you can leave a bottle open and it for a long time. Right, and it and doesn't, it doesn't matter. make any difference. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for that, it's still going to taste like, it'll taste like 1926 McAllen for the rest of time. But... Um, yeah, you're right. I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter. Or, I mean, could it conceivably be that person who buys it just so they can open it? I mean, if you had another bottle of this already, then yeah. then all that's going to do. I mean, if you if you have that party where it's like, we're going to open the two and a half million dollar bottle of scotch and we're going to pour a, a shot for all 21 of our closest friends, then, uh, I mean, you've just made the bottle or the, the bottle you already have will go up in value because now there's even fewer of them out there. Um, I'll ask a dumb question. Does if you open the bottle and you drink any of it, mm -hmm. does that make that bottle worth zero? Oh yeah, yeah. You it, can't it, resell it. You can't sure can't do anything with it because but it's not like well, it, I mean, nobody put their mouth on the bottle. Yeah, but now you can't prove that what's in there is still the 1926 Macallan. Okay, I didn't think about that. You could okay. drain it and pour some, you know, old Dickel in there or something <laughs> like that. And yeah, I don't uh -huh. think it's George Dickel. Yeah, uh, I, I combined two different whiskeys there. Um. Some of you are texting in. I, I have never spent more than $100 on a bottle of liquor ever. I'm trying to think if I have. Uh, no, close to that. But I don't think I've gone over that because, I mean, with tequila, it becomes silly. Um, and with whiskey, it, 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 it makes a difference, uh, especially with scotch. It can make a difference. Yeah. But I don't <laughs> I, I can't appreciate it. I will. I, I don't know enough to be able to appreciate anything over a hundred dollars a bottle. But some of you were texting in. What's the most you spent? Yeah, and was it worth it? That's you know, it's such a great question because uh, I've seen the bottles of like Don Julio, nineteen forty two, and uh, there's a couple of others. Like the 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 only one that I would consider going that high for a fifth of 
is uh, not that high. I mean, I'm talking about in the hundred dollar <laughs> range, not, not the two point one million <laughs> range. That's that maybe that a Facebook little... <laughs> Marketplace thing is going pretty well for you. Holy it cow! Actually, it actually really is, but uh, but not not quite that well. But I mean, uh, like Classe Azul is is a very very top shelf tequila without being a super premium or whatever. It's just their their reposado. You may have seen it. It's in the bottle that's they're all hand painted. It's a white ceramic bottle with blue paint. Okay. Very pretty, and it's got a, a silver cap on the top. And those you can—I haven't priced them lately. I think the last time I looked, they were around ninety-five dollars a bottle. And that's something that if if there were a special occasion coming up, and I was having mm-hmm. friends over and all of that, yeah, I, I might do something like that. My favorite bottle of anything anywhere is Redbreast Twelve Year. It's an Irish whiskey. Okay, um, and they make a fifteen and a twenty-one year. The 12 year is the best out of the three. Wow, that's wild. I, okay. It is. I had a bartender let me let, let me try it out. Like, didn't try to upsell me on the other two, but let me try them. And I think that's at 75 a bottle, maybe 80 now. Yeah, okay. It's worth every penny. Right. It is worth every penny. And so, you know, somebody on the text line said the $660 bottle of Whistle Pig that we bought sure tasted good. Yeah, I'll bet it did. I, and, mm-hmm. I hope so. But see, that that's where the accountant in my brain steps in and says, okay, but was it six times better <laughs> right. than the $100 bottle of whiskey, you know, or the $110 bottle of whiskey? And, and maybe it is. I mean, maybe the, the answer to that is 100% yes. I don't know whiskey anywhere near well enough, but with the super premium tequilas that I've tasted, yeah, they're fine. They, but they're not 10 times better than a, you know, than a bottle of, of Coralejo Reposado, so I'll stick with that. I'm not buying that bottle. I will taste yours if you <laughs> yeah, have that right. bottle. That's that's like owning a boat, right? There's a, nope. <laughs> right. The idea is not to own a boat. The idea is to make friends with somebody who owns a boat. That's what you do. And you have to taste something like that first before you spend the money on it. Somebody's got to let you try that before you. How do you know then if yeah. it's worth the money when you spend it? Uh yeah, somebody said, I hope the maid breaks it while dusting around at the two and a half million bottle. <laughs> it's going to sit on a bed of velvet and feathers, feathers from a rare bird. <laughs> and it, it, it's surrounded by things and there will be alarms on that cabinet. Oh, yeah. And there's not going to be a hard floor anywhere near that bottle ever. Yeah. Uh, and somebody asked about investment potential. Again, I, I don't know the, the market anywhere near well enough to address whether something like that is a good investment, but I think that's why you do it. I, I think you go into that the same way that you go into buying a Picasso. Right. You know, you're thinking, okay, 20 years from now, yeah, I spent a million two on it, but 20 years from now, it's going to be worth 5 million. So that's a little better than the rate of inflation. Again, you could be into art, and I guess it would be the same thing. Yeah. And, or and furniture that's antique. And for that 20 years, you get to hang a Picasso on your wall, which, right. which may mean something to somebody. It means nothing to me. I'm just good with a print. Yeah. Again, except I'm, I'm hung up on the fact that you're not going to taste this. At least the art you can look at is it's big on your wall, but you're never going to know <laughs> really what this thing is that you spent the money on. Two texts just came in that I want to refer to. One one backed you up and said, Red Breast is the bomb. Thank you. Yep. And and the one that came in just before that said, I spent $400 on tequila. I couldn't tell you the brand. <laughs> yeah. Well. I've, been, I've had that weekend before. Uh, yeah. I hope to see you for the next one. <laughs> Did you take that to mean one bottle or over the course of a night? Oh, I, I think that may just be, if it was one bottle, it's like, yeah. And then I drank it, and then I couldn't remember really much of anything. I didn't know if that meant, like, drinks over the course of an evening or if that was one. Uh, uh-huh. Hopefully somebody can tell you what you got. Could easily be. But, yeah, I mean, there there are four, five, six, seven hundred dollar bottles of tequila out there. Believe it.
Yeah, and again, I don't, I don't even, I don't know enough about whiskey or scotch to to spend more than a hundred bucks and be able to notice it. Let yeah. alone tequila is the kind of the one big thing I don't know my. I, I have yet to learn about. <laughs> so. Well, I'll tell you what. You teach me whiskey, I'll teach you tequila, and we'll have another one of those weekends. That <laughs> I like that arrangement. <laughs> Not bad. All right, go Chiefs. Uh, we will definitely talk about the game tomorrow. We'll turn this over to Dana and Parks and be back tomorrow here on KMBZ.